Welcome to the Bad Sounds Cool podcast. We're content creators and audio and video geeks. We're here to inspire you and give you our best tools, strategies, and advice to help you create the best possible content so you can bring more eyes and ears to your message. Yeah, and we're on a mission to teach you everything we know, our skills and experience as we navigate this world of content creation and entrepreneurship. Help us spread the word and grow our community by sharing this episode with a fellow podcaster or content creator. Also, we are suckers. We're studio Steve. This is sucker for <laughs> reviews and comments. He needs constant validation. I do. We literally read every single comment on our YouTube channel and here in our podcast on our social media. Reviews are super important because new listeners tend to read those before they give a show a chance. So we'll appreciate that you take the time to leave us a review. Yeah. And we'll get back to you on the review and comment back to you. Uh, it really keeps us going. It's like the gasoline in our engine. Yes. If yes. I don't get the validation. It keeps us going. Yeah. He needs a lot of validation. Today's episode is going to be great. We're also recording this episode live on YouTube, which is really fun. It's a great experiment. And if you're interested in live streaming on YouTube, you can check out our YouTube video that we're going to put out about the different equipment and cameras and microphones and everything for a two-person podcast, how you can live stream with that. But on today's episode, we're going to be talking about an article that we came across the other day. It's called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Podcasts, and it's by Matt Deegan. And we added a link in the article in the show notes, and we're going to add our thoughts to this topic as well. It's a really cool article and really valuable stuff for podcasters. Mm -hmm. So, um, okay. Let's get to it. Okay. Chart-topping shows are long-running shows. Chart-topping shows are long-running shows. So what do you think about that? So this goes into podcasting. If you want to see results with your show, it's kind of like the last one standing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's a long-term game. mm -hmm. It's not something you just start a podcast and you immediately get that success. I think even in the case of like celebrity podcasts, that's true Mm -hmm. to really kind of be a top chart and to get whatever your goals are out of your podcast, you need to be in it for the long run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit different when it comes to celebrities and, and influencers and people who have big followings before they get into podcasting, because somehow they're able to leverage those people to become listeners of their podcast. So that's why it's easier for them. But I think that for the independent podcaster, among other things that we're going to be discussing, uh, is just being there long term. Just uh, you understand that if you're new or if you've been at it for a year and you're not seeing things moving or happening, is it takes patience. It takes time to build an audience to to get to the point where you can start seeing results with your podcast. Yeah, and. Like Callie says in a comment, mm-hmm. it's possible to trend early on, but we know we need to stay committed to keep growing. Definitely. And Callie's done really well with her podcast, the Shakopedia podcast, mm-hmm. which if you guys haven't checked it out and you're Shakira fans, especially, you definitely need to check that podcast mm-hmm. out. It's amazing. It's bilingual and it goes into alphabetical order of all of the Shakira yeah. songs. Really cool podcast. Very creative. And she's been lucky enough to have her podcast trend at first, which mm-hmm. is cool. But- 
it is important to stay committed to see the audience continue to grow and to see the new places that you can take it to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's done such a remarkable work. I love it. I just had to throw that in there because yes. I saw that comments, <laughs> the comments in there. So. For fans. Yeah. Numero dos. High concepts or great stories are essential. Yeah, so what does he mean by this high concepts? That's an interesting thing. And I, could, I mean, I get into the storytelling. And I understand storytelling is really important when it comes to, you know, grabbing your listeners and giving them a payoff. Mm -hmm. I think that's why it's so important, the storytelling element. Mm -hmm. But a high concept, he says, from this article, um, actually, and he's referencing citing Wikipedia, mm -hmm. and that's high concept is a type of artistic work that can be easily pitched with a succinctly stated premise. Mm -hmm. It can be contrasted with low concept, which is more concerned with character development and other subtleties that are not as easily summarized. Mm -hmm. I think it, it means basically it's high concept. So it could be a movie. Mm -hmm. It could be a podcast and it could be a movie, right? Mm -hmm. is it, right? Yeah. Um, and definitely. And the storytelling, I mean, podcasting is all about storytelling. Your content should be so compelling that the listener wants to come back for more. I love this concept because... I think a lot of podcasters have trouble thinking or conceptualizing what storytelling is in the, or how they can storytell in their podcast. Like for mm -hmm. example, like a business podcast mm -hmm. or um, a podcast about fitness or, you know what I'm saying? Maybe different examples of things that it might not seem like it's storytelling to begin with, but mm -hmm. there's always ways that you can sneak in storytelling. Yes. What are some examples that you might have with that? Yeah, I and I encourage our clients and our students to always introduce the storytelling aspect. I think that even if it's not a story that comes from you, it can be a testimonial from one of your clients. It can be like something interesting that you see happening in the industry. Um, like, for example, if you're a financial advisor, then you can share a story of one of your clients and how, uh, you know, having the finances and everything in order and investing has given this client a peace of mind that he's going to be taking care of or that she'll be taking care of in the future and her family too. Mm -hmm. Or you can bring stories. Just do this experiment. I challenge you. Open up your episode with a story uh, and, and you use this. Imagine, mm. imagine this and start telling the story yeah. or, or some kind of trigger uh, word or trigger phrase that will bring me into the story. A sensual phrase, right? Like, uh, what did you, do you remember what those are called? Sensory. The, sensory. Well, there's a, uh, I can't remember, but you brought kinesthetic, kinesthetic and, and auditory, auditory and because we, we all visual. have the visual. Uh -huh. So if you say imagine or um, and you really use those words to bring mm -hmm. people into or you it. describe taste or mm -hmm. things like that, and this, will bring people inside your story. So use storytelling as much as you can to capture your listeners attention. Mm -hmm. That will always work. Yeah. And that brought me what the reason I was wondering if you remember is it brought me to what I wanted to say about storytelling, which is setting the scene. Mm -hmm. And he talks about this a little bit in the article too. And it's just telling people where you're going to take them. And in a really provocative kind of artsy movie, a lot of times there's mystery to that. So you can create that mystery with your podcast episodes. And a lot of us try to do that by adding a little mystique uh, with the stinger that we put, like we grab a nice little chunk from the episode, something that our guest said that was really cool or funny or heartfelt, uh, you know, a highlight from the episode. And we put that at the very beginning 
10 seconds and then the intro of our podcast comes in. Mm -hmm. Um, Our podcast editor calls that a stinger. So Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that's what it's called in the industry. I thought a stinger was an extension cable. That's what I, that's what I think of it with a stinger, but it's important. You don't have to say in this episode, we're going to cover this, this, and this, and you're going to learn this, this, and this, but that's also a really good thing to say too. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's just about sort of providing letting the listener know like, Hey, this is where we're going to take you or, Oh, where where are they going with this? You know, Mm -hmm. sparking some interest or some uh, mystery at first. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's move on to the next one, which is number three, strong openings. Yes. Strong. And I totally agree uh, with what he says in the article. He recommends that a great intro or a great, um, yeah. Intro piece for your podcast should be in 90 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with this. Yeah, he says uh, that most great most great shows have 90 seconds. Have 90 seconds. Yeah. Oh. And you need to, in those 90 seconds, you should tell the listener what the podcast is about. Uh, let them know what who you are and what are your credentials or, or that you're the host of the show. Mm-hmm. And also what the episode is going to be about. Yeah. Just think about ways, like put yourself in the listener's seat. And really just brainstorm on it and think about it for a while and think, what can I do? What would hook me in for like 90 seconds, just rich, buttery 90 seconds of like little Mm -hmm. details. And that's where we were mentioning the stinger. A lot of interview shows do that with the stinger or they put a nice little preview or highlight from their thing. How can I set up the story? How can I bring them in? Can I add some sound effects? Can I add maybe a little more music at the first? Um, What am I going to promise? What promises am I going to make? By the end of this episode, you're you're not going to believe what we get to get, you know, we're going to get to. Mm -hmm. And um, just setting up the stage and just hooking people in you got to hook them in for that 90 seconds Mm -hmm. but then you also have to give them a payoff at the end yeah Mm -hmm. and i love what he says here if you include the phrase well co-host your co-host name hasn't it been a busy week and then you ramble you ramble on for 20 minutes you're not doing it properly (laughs) uh well if your podcast is about like banter and you know you're being very successful at it and you know your listeners keep growing and growing because they they love listening to you uh, rambling and and you know conversations with your co-host like uh (laughs) the audience is not even there then just keep doing your thing but maybe this is something that you should look into if your numbers are not going up or if you uh, if your podcast is not being recommended, because that's a good that's a good um, measure to have. If your existing audience is not recommending your show to other people, then that indicates that you may have to do some changes to it. But I was listening to a podcast the other day and I ran into this situation and I was driving and, you know, I had my commute like to go and pick up my daughter from daycare. As like 20 minutes, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So I have those 20 minutes to listen to something and I'm like, you know, trying to find the right show. And I found one and that happened to me. It was like solid 10 minutes of back and forth, back and forth, back and forth of things that I didn't care. Yeah. And that like I wasn't even there. Especially as a first time listener. As a first time listener. I think that's the other thing to think about too is like assume that everybody's a first time listener. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you put first time listener language and pieces into each one of your episodes in that first 90 seconds Um, because that's how you're going to take that listener and turn them back in. And, you know, I know people think I'm being repetitive when I say this, but it, it's okay. Not and your all. longtime fans are used to that repetition mm-hmm. at the first two, whatever little piece you decide to put there. Yeah. Um, so that's a really good one. Number four. 
decent production, which it should be very good or outstanding. I love that he said decent here with decent audio production because he probably found a couple top charters that <laughs> don't have that great of audio. Mm -hmm. And those damned top charters that don't have that great of audio create really easy excuses for so many podcasters. Well, so-and-so's audio sounds like garbage. So, mm -hmm. and he's on the top charts. So that's probably why I said decent production. Mm -hmm. I would say excellent production is never going to hurt you. Yeah. And what's cool is you can get excellent production. Um, it doesn't take a lot of extra equipment. Yeah, no. It just takes using the equipment that you have and uh, knowing how to edit and learning how to edit a little bit more and, and, you know, doing good mic technique and, you know, just kind of learning more about the craft of manipulating audio and mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally agree with that. And, uh, you know, for those uh, top chart um, shows that don't have good audio, Some people can get away with that because uh, you know, let's say that Kanye West, I don't know why. Kanye is your go-to. Kanye right is now. my go-to person fine. right now. I think now. it's a good go-to. Yeah. If he was to have a podcast tomorrow and if it would have like a very, very bad audio, chances are that his fans would put up with it. So I would, they can I would listen, listen to, to his it. stories, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would put up with it too. But because he's a celebrity, but when we're new, we need to find a way to stand out. And one of the ways that we stood out and that we still do it is by producing a very good podcast with very good audio and also with, with the videos that we make. Uh -huh, If yeah. you can introduce good quality, uh, that it, will always work on your benefit it does really and cool it will things. put you ahead. And Believe it me, it will. It gives you uh, built in credibility too. Um, meaning that you are taken a little more seriously right out of the gates. So when we first started, we, we knew barely anything. Mm -hmm. Um, we were just getting into it under the idea of like, well, let's learn as we go. And what's cool about having that, we had the little bit of production element into it is it immediately is just like, well, their videos look so good, you know, and it, it was able, we were able to immediately kind of stand out as authority mm -hmm. in what we were talking about, even if we didn't really know what we were talking about yet. So it's, you didn't know I did. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Number five. five. Passionate presenters mean passionate listeners. Ooh. <laughs> that, that was very passionate. Okay. So, If you don't talk about your show the same way Studio Steve talks about audio production, <laughs> uh, you are in trouble. Yeah. That's the kind of passion that you need <laughs> that you need to show. <laughs> I think it's a really good point too. It's kind of funny to me that he didn't have to make that point. Like that's a point. Does that mean that there are a great number of podcasts that aren't passionate about the topic they're talking well, about? Well, I think that it's it can be hard sometimes to, cause, and I feel like my voice can be like monotone and boring sometimes. So oh, I have yeah. to like bring it up a notch. I have to, you know, you have to put more energy when you are recording yes. a podcast episode or more energy when you're recording a video because the person is not there and, and you just have to... Like let them know somehow that you are excited about the topic that you're covering. Uh -huh. I've heard there's all sorts of things that people do for this. I've heard standing instead of sitting really mm -hmm. helps. That's kind of a vocal coach thing. And then also those vocal coaching things are really important. So doing warm-ups, having water, doing the motorboat, um, doing the, the different dogs, like a big dog, the medium dog, and the small dog of the dog breaths. Uh, I don't know if you've ever done that exercise before. It's really great when Veronica does it. Um, 
<laughs> anyway, so that yeah, so it all boils down or comes down. Is, is that a saying? Boils it all boils down. Yeah, yeah I, I think that it is. It all same. comes down to how passionate you feel for your topic for your thing you mm -hmm. know if, if you feel very passionate about what you do it's just going to show everywhere and yeah. it's going to be a pleasure it's going to be like an ear candy to listen to you talking about it and it's going to get me interested too so just check your tone to make sure because you're obviously passionate about yeah. the thing you're podcasting about and if you don't feel uh, you know excited and as passionate as you think you should be feeling about your topic then that it may be time for you to take a quick break and yeah, or to reevaluate things. reevaluate things and um get you back on track with that because mm -hmm. that's important it is if you don't enjoy what you do like there are, have been many many times that we just don't enjoy <laughs> we have to take a break yeah. you know okay well let's move on let's move on to step number six Great shows have vibrant communities. When thinking about um, communities mm -hmm. with shows and vibrant communities, that's crazy because that's like, how do you build a vibrant community? And this is where I think you were going to add your own thing to this about social media, right? Yeah. So I think that um, one of the things that we uh, have found with podcasting is that uh, if you focus only on your podcast, it's really hard to build a community just from there you need to exist in some other places so people can find you people can learn more about you and so you can connect with people and that's why social media is there for you to use uh you can you know i think about facebook groups and even though i don't like the way that facebook handles certain things uh facebook group where you are there and you can make it private you can make it public whatever but you know that the people who are there they're there for you uh in our in our community we don't allow um you know all the people that that uh, try to get in I really like read the answers that we have for the questions and mm -hmm. so ma to make sure that uh, people in our community are people who belong there and not spammers or, you know, people who are um, not nice. Yeah. And I think the best place to start to a good question to ask yourself, um, I think you even asked this in the article is your show two way. Is mm -hmm. it a two way street? Are you trying to communicate with your audience? Mm -hmm. And podcast listeners are like famously um, voyeuristic and they don't respond or do anything we tell them to do. Mm -hmm. But are you trying to find where they're hanging out on social media and become part of communities yourself mm -hmm. and sort of, does your podcast give a place for a community to maybe start? Yeah. Um, and also, kind of are you, are you, uh, interacting with your, with your audience in some way? I think about one of the podcasts that I've been following for years is Crime Junkie and how they have made their community of, of listeners, like part of what they do mm -hmm. and, and part, an active part of investigating cases and, and like providing information for unsolved cases or missing people or so you feel like you belong to a cause. Yeah. Uh, so as much as you can bring that to your show and bring that sense of community that, that you belong and, and that you're giving them purpose and a cause, then uh, you're going to build a strong community. Yeah, we, that's, a, that's what we're trying to do here with the Pod Sound School, too, is mm -hmm. to have a place where we can, you know, all creators a safe place where we can all uh, express ourselves and, you know, have creativity and 
and also uh, inclusivity and all of these things mm-hmm. that yeah. we're trying to foster in our community. Yeah, absolutely. And really, I think that just comes from like contributing. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just like, what, what can you contribute to the topic of your show or what is it that you're trying to do? And that's kind of getting back to things like your why, like why you're podcasting to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Caleb commented talking about passion of our topic in podcasting burnout is definitely an issue sometimes too. Mm-hmm. So you get burned out on your um, topic. You get burned out on whether or not the way that your audience is mm-hmm. or isn't communicating with you. Yeah. I think when it comes to uh, being a content creator, being an entrepreneur and doing, uh, you know, all these things, a burnout is unavoidable, mm-hmm. but what's going to save you from just completely quitting is going back to your purpose. Yeah. It's going back to what made you start and also the people in your community. There has been so many times we're like exhausted and then we get the email, we get the comment like you guys, you know, you we get that you have changed our lives. Uh-huh, yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, we're changing lives. Uh-huh. Uh, yes. Like even with a small thing, just solving a small problem or solving a need that somebody has, that can be a life changing thing for that person. Yeah. So, and you're part of their life. And so I think that's where it's a good idea to survey your audience, know who they are. It's really hard. We have stay an- close to them. We have analytics that tell us what state they're in, but that's about as, as, where it ends as far as their analytics. So, and then craft your show to allow them to come and be part of your show. Mm-hmm. Um, an easy way to do that on YouTube. And we try to do that all the time is actually make videos directly answering comments mm-hmm. that you have uh-huh. or going live or going live. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. It's that's the other tricky thing about going live, uh, and podcasting at the same time as you get it. It's not tricky for me. It's not tricky. No, not at oh, all. Oh, it's not tricky at all. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, that's good. Um, do you want to <laughs> announce number seven? And this is the last one. Numero siete. Popular shows deliver for listeners. What do you What do you think he's getting to with that? And and delivering, I think, is what we were talking about again with storytelling, which is the payoff. Mm-hmm. So giving them something. Well, right? it's also understanding your audience. It's also um, being con- being part of your audiences routines and being consistent with your show something that we're still working on yeah mm -hmm. we're not the pod consistency school so it's it's all about just showing up for your for your audience showing up for your people Mm -hmm. uh being consistent with 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 your show that's yeah that's what it is right i think the payoff in that is what he's saying in in the article isn't really the payoff from a storytelling standpoint which is what i thought he meant but it's more about um Orient the the best shows are oriented around people's interests mm-hmm. or the life stage that they're at. They're shows that answer a problem or fill a specific gap in listeners' lives. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool article, and again, we're leaving the link to it right where you're listening mm-hmm. or watching, and uh, and you can go check it out as well. Okay, so there's number seven. That's it. Um, we are done. Should we just uh, get the last little sound bites for the podcast episode, yes. and then we'll hop back over and see what other questions that you guys have? Yes. Okay, so what are the last little sound bites? So I just want to say that I appreciate you. I appreciate listening to your 
to your that you've been listening to your show for uh, two years, three is it two or three years? Uh, three, I know that uh, there are years. people out there who have been listening to your show consistently. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's been our pleasure to be part of your routines. And yeah, and if you're an OG listener and you know about the Weatherby automated robot we used to have, <laughs> and you would like the Comment. you'd like Weatherby to come back. You know, because he's I upset. I replaced Weatherby. Yeah, Veronica replaced Weatherby, the robot. <laughs> if you don't know what you're talking about, what we're talking about, then you're going to have to go, go back, back to the very early episodes <laughs> where we had the automated robot Weatherby, who would give motivational quotes on video and yeah. audio. Oh, he was on video too, and he did uh, hip hop dances. I really, Weatherby was a good guy. And yeah, good luck with all of your podcasting endeavors. Make sure you follow us on social media at Pod Sound School, Pod Sound School, Instagram, Twitter, uh -huh. TikTok. And until next time, happy, happy casting. casting. <laughs>